0: Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Into the Deep. This week we have a very special guest with us, Seminarian Hui, who is a seminarian with the Diocese of Broken Bay, and we're so excited to have you here with us this week because it is Good Shepherd Sunday, as we're going to unpack a little bit later, but welcome Hui, we're excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Jamie. Uh, it's good to be here to share with you and to have a conversation with you about the fourth Sunday of Easter, the Sunday of uh, Good Shepherd.
0: Awesome. Well, let's just dive right into this Sunday's gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold through the gate, but gets in some way is a thief and a brigand. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the flock. The gatekeeper lets him in. The sheep hear his voice. One by one, he calls his own sheep and leads them out. When he has brought out his flock, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow because they know his voice. They never follow a stranger but run away from him. They do not recognize the voice of strangers. Jesus told them in this parable, but they failed to understand what he meant by telling it to them. So Jesus spoke to them again. I tell you most solemnly, I am the gate of the sheepfold. All others who have come are thieves and brigands. But the sheep took no notice of them. I am the gate. Anyone who enters through me will be safe. He will go in freely, in and out, and be sure of finding pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep.
1: Well, if you have chance to visit Rome one day, there is a Christian archaeological site that is worth visiting. It is called the Catacombs of Domitila, one of the largest and most ancient underground cemeteries in Rome, not far from Vatican City. It was used for the burial of Christians in the first centuries. In the catacombs, many frescoes and statues have been found and are still preserved. By studying these Christian art pieces, historians and theologians can trace back to the early church doctrines and beliefs. Obviously, they did not have a complex system of belief and morality like we do now. Nonetheless, an image repeatedly used by the early Christians in frescoes and statues is that of a shepherd, a young-looking man, clean-shaven, carrying on his shoulders a frightened sheep and surrounding by many others. The image of the shepherd was important in the ancient Near East agriculture or culture which influenced the Israelites. The image of the shepherd was used to depict kings, leaders, and ultimately God. Joshua was laid hands upon and appointed to be the successor of Moses so that the people of God will not be like sheep without a shepherd. David, a young shepherd, became the king of Israel, a king-shepherd after God's own heart. There were also leaders of Israel whom the prophet Ezekiel rebuked as bad shepherds. Woe to you shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? In response to the failure of Israel's leaders, Ezekiel depicts God as the true shepherd of the people. Through the prophet, God says, As a shepherd seeks out his flock, so I will seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And ultimately, the psalmist of the famous Psalm 23 cries out to God, The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. In the passage that we just heard, Jesus depicts himself as the good shepherd. And as a good shepherd, he himself becomes the gate of his flock. You can imagine in the wilderness of ancient Israel, Where sheep were tended, the sheep pen didn't have a gate, but only a small gap that the sheep could go in and out of. Hence, the shepherd of the flock would sit or lie at the entrance of the sheep pen to protect his sheep during the night. Anyone who wants to enter the sheepfold must go through the shepherd. And because of this, Jesus said, The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, He must protect his sheep from thieves and wild beasts. Jesus compares himself with thieves, brigands, or bad shepherds. They only want something for themselves rather than what is good for the sheep, as the good shepherd does. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. The good shepherd comes so that his sheep may have life and have it to the full. This passage from the Gospel of John reminds us to pray for our shepherds our civil leaders and especially our church leaders, our bishops and priests who lead us to Christ. We pray that our priests also become good shepherds after God's own heart. We pray that God would give us many more priestly vocations to serve the church, to minister the sacraments, especially to celebrate the Eucharist, to remind us that God is merciful in the sacrament of reconciliation, or to heal us in the sacrament of anointing so that the people of God may have life and have it to the full. May the image of Jesus as the good shepherd be the compass for our priests and leaders. Amen.
0: Wow, thank you so much, you for sharing that with us. I think I didn't realize until you were speaking just how much this imagery of the shepherd is in so much of the Old Testament as well as the New Testament, as Jesus calls himself. This shepherd i thought that was so cool and yeah something definitely to i think keep an eye out when you are diving into the the old testament but what i would love to to talk about is some of your own journey because obviously as a seminarian you're studying to be a priest and so i think what i would love to know is what led you to the seminary was the priesthood something that you always considered or was it something that you just decided one day or I'd love to know a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, yes, I, I always have the idea, well, I, I I started to have an idea to become a priest since I was a little, very little. And uh, I remember that uh, the first time my dad took me to the Mass, well, obviously, it's not the first time because perhaps oh, they must have taken me to the masses many, many times more. But I, the first time that I remember I was at Mass, I was about five or six, and my dad took me to the mass. And uh, I remember that after uh, going to that mass, I got home and told my parents that I want to be a. I wanted to be a priest. <laughs> oh, that's so
0: cute! <laughs> and uh,
1: what you, the reason why you can guess uh, mm-hmm. the reason why. What do you think?
0: I don't know. I feel like
1: the priest looks pretty cool <laughs> up there at the front. Gets to do all the things. <laughs> well, I think the first uh, I uh the things that got me to want to become a priest at that age was because of a vestment so mm, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well the vestment was nice uh but yeah that's, that was the first time I, I thought that I would be a priest and uh, obviously now this is not the reason now I don't think anybody who, who wants to be a priest seriously just because to 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 wear <laughs> those vestments but yeah for for a mite of a five years old kid that mm. was a great reason yeah and I think God God called us differently and by a different way and what got, got extractors us but pretty that way to fall in love with him in different ways and um, and then I become more seriously about my vocation I become an outer, I became an outer boy and then I had uh, the test to join seminary I was in a seminary in Vietnam and uh, how bis- old
0: were you when uh, you joined the seminary who did the test
1: well I did the test when I was 18 wow. or, or 19 uh, yeah. and then I was doing uni at that time uh, I still had to finish my degree. I had a degree on in um, on computer science. Uh, and then I joined the seminary and my bishop asked me to come to Australia, to go to Australia, and I did. So, voila, we are am. Yeah, <laughs> now you're here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and in the end, I hope that uh, my reason to be a priest now, that's because I love God. And I think that that should be the, the reason, really. Uh, oh, well different reason for different people but uh, I hope that because I love God yeah yeah so
0: wow I love that nice and simple and I definitely agree I think I remember I only went to mass a couple of times when I was a kid and I would see the priests with their cool well, right. I just thought they were like a, it was like a cool cape and I think oh, they're just so cool they've got it together I think
1: because I uh, one of the theologian of uh, a German theologian said that we we start by attract, being attracted to beauty, mm. and then and then to goodness, and then finally to truth, yeah, so beauty wow. is always catch catches our, our mind first, as uh, von Balthasar, uh, and he he said that. And it's, I, I thought it it was true in my case mm. at, at least.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, okay, so you've you've done the test. Yeah. you're in the seminary. What does it look like to be in the seminary? I think a lot of people that obviously aren't called to the vocation of priesthood or yeah. don't join the seminary would have no idea what mm. you actually get up to every now and then. I feel like, I know at youth group, when we have talked about the priesthood, yeah. I think that the idea is that you sit in a room and pray for like <laughs> 10 day? hours a day. <laughs> exactly. So can you tell us what what you actually get up to? Well, I think
1: we are really normal people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Our typical day reflects uh, the four dimensions of, of, of uh, a priest, priestly formation. So uh, spiritual formation, uh, spiritual formation uh, human formation, academic formation and pastoral formation. So we start our day in a seminary with, uh, with, evening, uh, with morning prayer and mass. And in the, evening, in the evening we have evening prayer and holy hour. And we end our day with night prayer. And, and then that is the, the structure of a day and everything else falls into it uh, uh, we have classes uh, it, depends. It, it depends on the day uh, we, we would have classes we go to universities and then we, can, we go to schools to teach uh, catechism uh, to the kids and to the students or we go to hospital we go to prison we go to nursing home uh, on, and things like that and so forth uh, to do our pastoral work and so that's uh, that's the thing and uh, well, we we have fun a lot a lot of time we have fun we have meals together we talk about our day and we have sport i play sport a lot so I, I i used to play tennis every day when i was there and so that we have fun a lot we we have coffee and chat and share our knowledge and share about our families and and we have our day off uh, and we can do what we want to relax um, for 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 the next week so that's yeah that's that's typical day in in a seminary
0: yeah yeah awesome I think a lot of priests when you ask them about the seminary I feel like there's so much joy and Mm. like when they remember or when you're speaking to a seminarian I think sometimes people think that oh you must be so lonely and I always think I feel like all of the fun and all of the, right. the <laughs> memories that you guys talk about. I'm like, it sounds so fun. Like all the joy I think is such an important part of any vocation. That's
1: right. So that's, that's what Francis said, the joy of evangelization, the joy of the gospel. So without joy, I don't think that we, we could cope.
0: What do you think is the most important role of the priesthood in our world today? Obviously, I think that the world has changed a lot in the yes. last few hundred years and the the role and the, the view of priests have changed. And yeah, why, why do you think the priesthood remains so important for us today? I think
1: as, as, as Catholic, uh, uh, the priesthood is for us uh, to minister the, the sacraments. I think that's, that's so important as I, I, I talked in the, in the in the reflection. And also the priesthood of, of vocation of religious life is a very uh, counter culture at that, that at that time of our time i mean uh our time is a time of individualism of pleasure of um, uh again as much at power and honor and money uh, that we could but then the priesthood or religious life seems to be totally different uh we depend on other we 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 we, we cannot have a lot of money but we don't have a lot of money and uh it's not about pleasure. I think then the priesthood is there to tell that there's something more, much more important, mm-hmm. which is well, our, our end, uh, which is God Himself, and uh, and yeah, that's that's what I think. And then everything is fall into that uh, evangelization uh, events and thing of the parish, the community. Uh, that's the priests uh, uh, serve. So so yeah, that's sacraments counterculture to tell that there is something more important
0: yeah definitely i think i remember on the passion on good friday and there's the moment where you know at the at three the priest lies prostrate on the floor and i remember this year looking at that and just thinking wow what you just said Mm. i think the priesthood is such a sign to us that Mm. there's something more and the fact that there are people that literally give their whole life Mm. so freely when like you were saying i feel like the messaging of our world today is so much do what's right for you and focus Mm. on yourself and figure out what you want and make yourself happy and Mm. it's all about you and to see people that so freely give that away I think it's such a reminder to everyone of Christ Mm. at the center I think that's so important for us to see
1: I don't think that we give up our happiness Uh, uh, Mm. we we give up uh, money and well, we we do have honor, of course. People are still honor, priests but it's not the point. So uh, we we give up those things, uh, money, pleasure, and and uh, success uh, out there. Uh, still, to gain happiness, we we mm-hmm. do not give up happiness. We our goal is God, who is our happiness. And I think. Uh, that's why that's why uh, i think you have seen seminarians and priests and religious uh, people who are so joyful because
0: mm.
1: they've found their their happiness and uh, i think it's that's, uh, that's the main point yeah
0: yeah i think with that it's also a reminder that the things that we think or are told will make us happy aren't actually those things that's obviously right. priests you might not have the things that the world mm. tells us will make us happy you know lots of money and yeah. like getting married and having children like those things and having a really successful big job yeah. or something yeah. like that in terms of worldly success i think the fact that like you said you don't have those things that we're told will make us happy and yeah. yet are so joyful yeah. because you have what actually in truth makes us happy which is a relationship with god and a relationship with his people I think that's so, so cool.
1: I mean, th- those things that you just said, they are good in themselves. They are not mm. bad. So money, mm. honour and power. They are not they are not bad. They are good in themselves. But then if we put them as our highest good, our summum bonum uh, in, in Latin, as our highest good, we just miss the point because mm. they are not and they cannot uh, uh, satisfy us as a human being. I think our end is, as we are created by God, is to go back to God. And uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah i love that well i have a another question we've spoken a lot about the the joyful parts of being in the seminary yeah. but have there been any challenges or anything that you've faced so far that have been more difficult yeah. or not what you're expecting
1: yeah i think uh we will we, we, we always face difficulties in any, in any life and in any vocation either marriage life or, or priest, priesthood of religious life and, uh, but I think different stage in our life, we face different uh, difficulties and challenge. Uh, we grow up, so uh, our difficulties become different. Uh, well, I, at first it was a bit, well, at first eating up, I, w- I was working as, for example, one example I gave, uh, I normally give is that I was working as a, a software, develop, uh, software developer. So I, I was working in my company and then, I loved what i i did uh not that i didn't look, uh, not that i didn't uh uh like it but i did mm. but then give up that uh to be to be to join the seminary was a challenge so yeah. and uh and then well obviously I came here as an to to learn english at the beginning, so mm. it was difficulty in the beginning uh and then sometimes i miss hope uh, as because uh, i'm far from them the the main point is that to to discern what is what is God call God calling you? So at the moment, I think that God is calling me to be a priest. So that's this discernment is important. And then that's the discernment and, and do what God wants us to do is more important than difficult difficulties.
0: Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest blessing that you've received or something that God has really revealed to you or taught you during your last yeah. few years in the seminary?
1: I think I, I, I have become a much better person. Uh, I I I joined the seminary as, like, perhaps as was an arrogant person, mm. in a sense. I still, like, a bit of, it's still there. I can be arrogant sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be. Uh, but, yeah, I have become a be- much better person, and that's the whole point of the formation. Either I will be ordained a priest or not, I have only become a better person, mm. and that is a blessing. And I found, I found my love. I love studying. I love philosophy. Yeah, you have heard me banging on about that all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and it's, it's great. Uh, I love what I'm doing now uh, in the parish, or in, in the seminary, in school. I love all of them. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. I love that. And I think to end off this little chat about, obviously, it's Good Shepherd Sunday. And this is where we celebrate the, the importance and the gift that we've been given through the priesthood and through religious. I think, are there anything that you would like to debunk, any myths about being a priest or about being a seminarian that you would love to just set the record straight? I think a lot of people, Catholics and you know, non-Christians alike, have certain ideas or certain yeah. assumptions about what yep. being a priest is like.
1: I think some of us oh uh, think that uh, being seminarians or priests that because we are running from something else, <laughs> <or> <laughs> running from because we are a loser or because we we cannot find who uh, a person that we can fall in love with is not true at all. Many of us uh, had girlfriends before, and many of us were successful. Uh, were were very successful in mm-hmm. in their careers before. So as yes, I, I loved my company, I, I was a software engineer, and I loved what I, I did. And and so yeah, being just because as I think uh, the we have talked about it a little bit that uh, uh, being seminarians or priests is not being sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have we try. Well, we try not to be sad. Sometimes we are, uh, sometimes. Yeah. But most of the time, we are jo- very joyful people. I
0: oh, know that could be the title of this episode. Priests are not sad. That's right.
1: <laughs> <Maybe> we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> priests are not sad. Very, very joyful <laughs> people. We have friends, and 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 again, uh, a lot of people have the image probably from the movie or or, or from the media that uh, being priests and seminarians, we pray like. 20 hours per day only sleep four hours <laughs> uh, well that's there, there There are vocation for that uh, for the uh, for that being a monk or being a, a cloister nun that's there they, 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 they are but uh, more of, most of us are, are just like you are uh, we pray yes we, we put our prayer time in, in very uh, high priority but then we do something else uh, we, we have fun and we enjoy our life and yeah, we're joyful people, not sad, not running away from anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I think kind of tying into what Jesus says in the gospel that, you know, priests are when he says, you know, feed my sheep and mm. look like he calls priests to look after the flock. It's not that priests can't find a family or yeah. find someone to be with, but rather their bride essentially mm. is the church. You know, like mm. it's not that priests... um couldn't have those things but rather that I know from just as someone that works in in our parish the the time and the energy and the effort and the love that I see uh Father Greg and Father Bronick pour into mm-hmm. our community they wouldn't have time to do that to their families because mm-hmm. the our, our parish is their family mm-hmm. and I think there's something so beautiful in that and it's not a a lack of love I think it's an abundance of love
1: exactly so uh... We all need love, we cannot live without love and, uh, and being a priest, yeah obviously we we need a lot of love and 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 priests and seminarians we do love well, mm. uh, but our love expresses differently from from families or, or, or couples' love or we, our love is is for
0: the community Thank you so much for your your continued yes yeah. to God whether your future is as a priest or as God you discern that yeah. God's calling you somewhere else. I think that we're so blessed to have you and we're so blessed for all of the seminarians, all of the priests and for all that you do and all that you continue to do for for God's church. We we are so appreciative and that's the point of Good Shepherd Sunday is to show, show your priest your appreciation for them and for all that they do because often I think that it's easy to just take that for granted even the fact that if we had no priests we wouldn't be able to go to mass you wouldn't be able to receive the sacraments without them and so such an important thing to be appreciative of so to end us off today i'll ask you to join me in prayer for vocations for more vocations to the priesthood for the continued yes of the priests and religious that we have and so we say in the name of the father the son holy spirit mm. amen loving god you call all who believe in you to grow in perfect love by following in the footsteps of christ your son call from among us more men and women who will serve you as religious by their way of life may they provide a convincing sign of your kingdom for the church and the whole world gracious and loving god help the men and women of our world to hear the call to serve our needs are great and your people thirst for your presence open the hearts of many Raise up faithful servants of the gospel, dedicated holy priests, sisters, brothers and deacons who will spend themselves for your people and their needs. Bless those who are serving now with courage and perseverance. Grant that many will be inspired by their example and faith. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen amen everyone thank you so much for joining us today thank you Hui, for giving up your time to be with us and thank you so so much to all of our good shepherds we're so appreciative of everything you do that you pour yourselves out for love of christ and his church and yeah we cannot thank you enough so make sure that you go out there and thank a priest thank a religious today because our world really wouldn't be the same without them and their presence and their prayers so god bless everyone and we will be with you all next week